Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Literally an institution in this town of digging up old photos, old stories, collections, everything you can imagine under the sun about this great city. Greasy spoons, dives, old clubs. If you love this city, you're going to love it even more. Real people, real stories, real places. This is the Austin Found Podcast. All right, welcome back to Austin Found. It's good to have you. We appreciate you tuning in. I'm J.B. Hager. I'm Michael Barnes. All of us have been to Salt Lake if you've been in Austin for any amount of time. And it's still, to this day, is one of my favorite things to take guests to. It has real atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, it's just got this unbelievable charm. And uh, maybe, you know, before we jump into the history of it, maybe we should just paint a picture of what it's like. You're out in Driftwood. You're just, which just, is a beautiful green valley along the Onion Creek, and it's a little bit rugged. Yeah, and it, you know, now it's a bit populated on your way out there. But you know, as I was growing up, it was it was an adventure to go out there. It was on the country. Yeah, you would hit these rolling hills mm-hmm. on the car, just sort of undulating your way out there. Tulane, and then you you get out there, and you're like, ah, here yeah. it is. And one of the most unique things about it is you bring your own cooler. Right. Regardless of size. (laughs) (laughs) You pack your adult beverages, if you choose, and it turns into like kind of a family pick. You don't worry about how long you're going to wait for a table. Right. Which was rare for Austin at that time, right? You didn't mind waiting at all because... It would just be the kids would run around, right. play in the dirt and sticks and stuff like that, and you'd pop a cold one, and you'd just wait. And then it's also served family style. Right. And so you would just leave there doubled over. Yeah. <laughs> and a beautiful, beautiful round stone pit yeah yeah that you'd, you'd have to genuflect to because it was it was the source of everything. And there was a lot of seating. You, I mean, there still is. We're not talking about something in the dark past. Mm-hmm. And there's a great event center right on the creek that is beautiful. I've been to many parties there. Another a center up on the hill, Thurman's Mansion. And, and it, in a sense, you know, advan- it expanded to more of a wedding venue type thing. Exactly. I've been to a couple of weddings there. And they're surrounded by vineyards. And now there's more good, very good restaurants along that highway. And it's kind of a gateway to that part of the the wine country. There are quite a few wineries in the little back roads going up into the hills. Yeah, it really does sort of connect dots from that part of town going towards Fredericksburg. Or to, to Wimberley. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it's something if you haven't done, you have to do it. It is a must do. It is absolutely a must do. And, and whether it's a five-year-old or a 95-year-old, they're going to enjoy the experience. Right. What I didn't know, thanks to you, Michael Barnes, 
<laughs> is how far back this goes oh, yeah. with the with the Roberts family. Oh yeah, the Roberts family, five generations of them have been involved in that valley. And uh, Scott Roberts, who has been the face of the Salt Lake for decades now, since his father Thurman died, and his mother, Hisako, died recently, or relatively recently. 2018. 2018 at age... 104. That's right. Wow. She was Hawaiian of Japanese descent, and Thurman met her during World War II when he was a CB. And Scott is their son. Do you recall how they ended up here in that space, that part of Driftwood? I mean, they had come from the Deep South uh, um, and they landed at Indianola, as a lot of people did. And this was when uh, there was a big migration out of the Deep South. Right. Correct? And, and the Indianola was a port uh, north of Corpus Christi. That's no longer there because in the 19th century, it was wiped out by two hurricanes and they didn't rebuild. But you would go in through Indianola and then you just go as far as you could go and find some land that was available. And this was a grant that had been given to Ben Milam, who was an early Texan. And this valley was a little hard to get to. And so it was still pretty untouched when his family arrived. And I always think about that sometimes if I'm on that side of town and and you're driving by something that's undeveloped and you see how thick the brush is mm, right right and i go how did people get through this exactly today? it's mind-blowing there was a cane curtain that went for hundreds of miles through coastal texas that nobody could get through for a long time it was just uh, it was too thick but the uh his ancestors got through and they the matriarch, who was called Mammy, was somebody who knew exactly how to cook for everybody. And then that was his great-grandmother. And then his grandmother was uh, Roxy. And he definitely learned a lot from her, too. But it was Thurman and Isako who, who uh, founded the... Uh, barbecue joint and the story about how Thurman decided where it was going to be on the side of the road. I mean, he he takes out a uh, dug a circle with his boot heel, just like spinning it backwards. Is right, what I'm picturing right, right? like said, this is where it's going to be. This is where it's going to be. I love it, and and it became a a, a huge hit. It's hard work. It's hard work, but he, the the family endured. Originally, they started barbecuing just to serve that community. Right. Just, just that little, which had to be tiny at that time. It's still pretty small. It's, I know, but it's about to change, and we'll get to that. <laughs> but then also uh, feeding people at Camp Ben McCullough. Yes. Across the road is an old Confederate reunion grounds, and it's on a beautiful stretch of Onion Creek where there's a swimming hole and places to swing and dive in. And, and it had been used for many decades as a reunion ground. Now, it, it isn't anymore, although people who came there as children uh, still go there as a campground. And it, it's, it's an, uh, kind of an eerie place. 
um, because you don't really know who to expect to be there. Hmm. But it's gorgeous, and I have stopped by there several times just to get out and cool my feet and just be in in the beautiful hill country. Yeah, you think about back in the late 1800s, just a swimming hole was gold, <laughs> right? <Exactly. laughs> uh, it still is, right? But then here's here's kind of the thing. They were feeding the community, but it actually took a family tragedy mm-hmm. to turn this into – what it's become. Yes. Right before they founded it, his brother, uh, Scott's brother, Butch, died in a, a construction accident in Austin. And it was part of pulling themselves out of that sadness that the restaurant was born and, and grew. As you kind of alluded to, they have since gone on to add a lot to the property. Do you have any idea how big of a property they still retain and I, and I but I know you covered this cookbook and mm-hmm. this story of nearly a decade ago and right. things may have changed but oh I'm sure things have yeah and first of all and I tried to describe this in the story which came out in 2012 and is in volume three of indelible Austin Thurman and Scott and everybody in his family are such hard workers and builders that just keep building houses for their family and uh, barns and outstructures, and so they never stop. They're they're going all the time. So I know that you know I haven't been there in about three or four years. I'm sure there's been a lot added since then. Yeah, and some do some of the old original structures have they been preserved? Oh yeah, yeah. No, the family homes especially have been preserved, and it, and it feels idyllic. I mean, you one of the houses. You can just imagine the the uh, turkey hutches that used to go way out into the fields. And in another house, big front porch, and you can imagine Scott is a barefoot boy, you know, learning about his world and, and cooking. And the cookbook, we should talk about the cookbook. The cookbook, which was written with Jessica Dupuy, is all old-fashioned recipes. If they didn't use mayonnaise... Uh, in, in the old days, hmm. he didn't use mayonnaise in these recipes. Well, there is something very distinct about Salt Lake yeah. barbecue sauce, and and I and I'm not just saying this because that's the feature, right? Mm-hmm. But and I also grew up, you know, with connections in Kansas City, which mm-hmm. is a different style uh, of barbecue, different so, altogether. It's it's different from Franklin's, which is more vinegary. It's different than Rudy's, that is more spicy and runny. Mm-hmm. It's it's got like a sweet yellow mustardy quality to it that is just amazing. You missed your calling. You could have been a restaurant critic. Oh, I just there there is. It's my wife's favorite. I uh, I always have to keep some Salt Lake barbecue sauce in in because you can get it in the store, right? Yeah, Bobbles. you can get it just about everywhere because it's iconic. Not mm-hmm. to mention, you can get it at the airport. Right. Oh, really? Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Of course. We should talk someday about the legacy restaurants that only live on at the at the airport where their their brick and mortar place in town is right i mean there's five or six of them out well and i'll I'll give them a plug for this too because you can you can get a whole brisket ordered and shipped at the airport i did not know that which would be a great thing to show up to (laughs) i did not know that but that is like the ultimate housewarming gift right (laughs) and then this kind of Paint a picture quickly uh, about what's going on. One, you should go do this, especially if you have people visiting uh, Texas. It's just, I mean, Austin, it's just an iconic Austin thing to do. But 
the uh, the wineries are moving in. Mm-hmm. That area is developing, including a driftwood development. That mm-hmm. uh, it's actually called driftwood, but it's a uh, discovery property. Oh. Golf course is going in. Oh. I know. <laughs> I don't. Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. I just heard you go. Oh, are you golf? I don't golf. I don't golf. Oh yeah, I thought that you did. No, I don't golf. I tried. I tried, yeah. and I I gave it up uh, a long twenty years ago. Well, that's smart. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to see the whole hill country turned into golf courses yeah. and things like that. I think golf courses can be beautiful, mm-hmm. and, and as a person who likes to hike, I don't mind hiking through a golf course. Right. It, to me, is too tame. I mean, that's a really rugged little section of the hill country. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the name of the town comes from the giant cypress trees that are, you know, torn down by these really vicious floods that come through there on the creek. Mm-hmm. And they litter the sides of the creek. I mean, it's almost terrifying to think of, of what that... And, and they're deadly floods. And, and believe me, anybody who's out there... If there's warnings, do not try to cross a low water crossing. Yeah, yeah, you got to take it very Turn around, don't drown. I was out there actually at the winery, staying at the winery across the street from um, Driftwood and had an out-of-town friend. And he said, we're going to go all over the place. And I said, no, there's flood warnings. And he said, but I got four-wheel drive. Mm -hmm. No. We're not doing it. Don't mess around with that. Well, anyhow, I, I think it's a, it's a cool story. You can read that article in Volume 3 of Indelible Austin. It's a must-do. It's just mm-hmm. a must-do, with uh, especially when guests are visiting. It's just, as it is getting developed, and there's more wine countries out there, but that historically was like, that was our West End of Austin, I think, yeah. right? Uh, but go check that out. And Volume 4, has I'm touching it right now. <laughs> and I'm sure you get just as geeked out the same way when you it's get to actually be- physically hold it. Beautiful right? blue cover, and it shows an empty Congress Avenue looking up at the Capitol. And the pop of, of other color that comes out is the Paramount uh, Blade sign and the states. Originally... You know, my editor wanted something that had that new, new old sign in it, and I found this among Chris Sherman's work, and just went, "This is the one we got to have." Ah. Thank you for tuning in to Austin Found. Happy trails. Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of. Uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.